You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You'll be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy. Dick's the other one. Yeah. Good morning. Happy morning, Monday. Yeah. Ding dong. The whack job is dead. Charles Benson passed away over the weekend. R.I.H. So our bumper music today is Helter Skelter. If you don't know the uh, relationship between Helter Skelter and Charles Manson, hey kids, look it up. Uh, we need to remember historical bad stuff. Just because something offends us or scares us or makes us want to go into a safe room curl up in a ball and suck our thumb does not mean it needs to be demolished torn down removed erased because those who forget history are doomed to repeat it and we must make sure that another charles manson does not enter our ranks uh look it up kids in your history books i hope they still teach about him and his followers so uh funky weekend uh well, Dickin- i'm just gonna let you know if you search charles manson uh-huh. and it says people also search for top five Sharon Tate, mm-hmm. Susan Atkins, mm-hmm. who are like, they're all somewhat involved. And then, of course, Roman Polanski. Right. Because Sharon, his wife, right? Sharon Tate was his yeah. wife. And uh, yeah, uh, Manson's followers uh, killed horribly some people, including Roman Polanski's wife. And Roman Polanski subsequently drowned his sorrows in underage girls and got caught with his pants down. And ran away. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Some and Marilyn Manson was the fifth one. I wonder. I, there's got to be some kind of relationship. Probably just the last name. Oh, that's probably it. People wondering if there's a relationship between Charles, uh, Charles Manson and Marilyn Manson. Uh, so, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, uh, if you ever watch The Walking Dead, there's a show on afterwards called Talking Dead where they bring special guests on to talk about it. And there was this one ill-fated episode with Marilyn Manson being one of the to- guest panelists. And you talk about surreal. Oh, my golly. That guy, you know, some people just, like, go out of their way to be weird just so they can get in the headlines. And I think old Marilyn's one of them. I did like what Alice Cooper said, though. Wow, to become a, a hard rocker, give yourself a a first a girl's first name. <laughs> yeah, I wish I thought about that. Well, you know, it's funny about uh, the conundrum, I guess, that guy's in. Marilyn Manson is he probably started out just doing it as a persona, but then his persona would be hurt so much if he came out as like another person. Right. And people, he is not Arnold from the wonder years. Okay. Did you hear about that, that urban legend going around? Really? Yeah. And the wonder years, you know, uh, Fred Savage is uh, a nerdy friend. Oh yes. The, yes, the yes, asthmatic with the kid yeah, with yeah. an art, uh, uh, it hit the meat, it hit the uh, airwaves 
that that was Marilyn Manson as a kid. Uh, no, it wasn't. Sorry, guys. It'd be cool if it was. But uh, yeah, Dick and I are both suffering from the allergies today, so we may have those low barrier wide. Yeah, going. it's uh, it really changed on on us on Saturday morning, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Do you know what you know how cold it is right now? Um, hold on, let me lick my finger, stick it up in the air. I'm gonna say probably about 52. Yeah, it's about 49 degrees outside. 49. So yeah, yeah, the high's gonna be 65 today. Awesome, I'm loving this. You know what? I one of the things I really love about winter. Where? Women's women's winter fashions. Everyone seems to be closing in on you. That's what it feels like to me. Like everything. Like my chest feels like it's going to close in. My nose, my family. You know, just expectations. There, are you having the quicksand dreams there, Dick? No. Okay, you will. When, once the wedding plans kick into big uh, full gear, I want to give a special shout out to Rick Sellers, the reluctant cowboy, because birthday. He, he had, he's a birthday boy, and Skippy. Was a little too sick. I think Dick was yeah. out of it too, right? Dick injured himself. I had this weird. I, I mean, this is when a doctor. And this is when I realized, like, oh, this is why doctors exist. Like, I was just working outside, uh, and then after I finished working, I didn't hurt myself working. But then later in the evening, I like bend down, and I had this burning sensation in my foot, and it was like it felt like someone was stabbing a needle, like just at the bottom of my heel. Oh. Just, oh. Just, I know what you're talking about. And I was just like, where is this coming from? Like, I don't feel any pain, like, when I just walk. But when I bend down, it's like a shooting pain. So I thought it was like a piece of glass stuck in me or something. Mm -hmm. But it didn't hurt when I was walking. So that's probably why there's doctors exist and they can so help you out. With don't that. go to WebMD because eventually, within four clicks of any malady, oh, no, I don't. you're dying of cancer. Don't worry, I'm taking care of it. Okay, cool. Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> Someone's no, engaged just, to a nurse. Well, it's just kind of funny because I was because you're sitting there like, well, what did I do? I don't remember anything particular that. You know, oh, I fell down or I pulled something or... It's age, Dick. Welcome to Well, that's what... Uh, initially, that's what uh, Holly said. So she said, you know, you are getting older, so you need to start taking care of yourself. I'm like, oh, back to portion control. <laughs> Always with the portion control. Dick, if you're not careful, you might actually gain weight and hit 100 pounds if you're not careful. So, yeah. Hey, you know who else was injured while working? Uh, bullfighter. Do you know what happened to him? No. He got gored. Do you know where he got gored? Think about the worst oh, really? possible place a bull can gore a man. That's where he got it. Really? Is, is this was this Pita Karma going on here? This uh the yep, the the guy, um I'm gonna presume I can say the word scrotum on the air. And uh yeah, he uh he got gored in the scrotum. So uh ow. <laughs> I currently anatomically resemble a Ken doll right now just from reading this news. Um I don't know about you, Dick. You know, I was I was uh, listening to a group talk about, you know, the cruelty and how that still goes around in Spain and they still do that. But there's also a group that's been around for like 100 years or something that doesn't use violence towards the bulls. And basically it's like acrobat bull fighting. Oh, like you dive they do over it. They jump over it and stuff. <laughs> it sounds like those photo safaris that, that were big, you know, for those who want to go on safari but didn't want to shoot an animal, you, you take photos and the clarity of the photo would determine if you got it clean kill or not what would happen if you like were in a if because you were been talking about getting like chloroformed and kidnapped what if jake and i did that but we dropped you off in a bull ring down a, down in, like tijuana i'd or try to climb out try and climb out i wouldn't i would We'd pay the clowns I extra to kick you back in i wouldn't even mess with that like i would just immediately try to get out <laughs> i would not even uh i wouldn't even mess with it <laughs> I'm just picturing that. Uh, what was that movie, The Game, with Michael Douglas, where he he gets knocked out and he ends up in a uh, down in Mexico with no money and and old clothes and stuff. He's just like a really rich guy, and he plays this millionaire's game. It's kind of like a the big old make believe game where they start and he thinks that it's like for real, 
they're, they're trying to steal his money and stuff, and they actually knock him out and drop him south of the border and take his passport and money and stuff, and he's got to work his way back into a back into the U.S. Cross the border. Uh, speaking of crossing the border, um, man, I'm doing a lot of segues today. Uh, yeah. Sad news. Uh, it's like you're not really talking about anything. You're just talking about segues. Segues, I know. And this is not those little two-wheeled things um, that were going to change the world and ended up being a mall attraction. Have you ever ridden one of those segues or segways, whatever they're however? In a mall? Yeah, at, at um, um, where's the mall that's way out Westheimer, like the dead end of Westheimer? Uh, West Oaks Mall? Willowbrook. No, not Willowbrook. Willowbrook's up on a 249 in the northwest side. This is like if you take Westheimer until you can't go Westheimer anymore, like at Highway 6. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, they actually Memorial have— Memorial City? No, 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 past Memorial City. You, you keep going past. Oh, that's all I know. Okay. Like, that's, yeah. that's the furthest it's I've been. It's outside the realm of Dick. But they actually have uh, some segways there in this large lot where it's like a little segway obstacle course. You know, you go up ramps and you, you know, thread the needle and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's sadly the only reason that and the mall cops, those are the only people that use the segways. These are supposed to change the world. Remember the the ad campaign about it? I mean, I think it was the costs. The costs, like, when they first came out, they were like four grand or five grand. And no one, I mean, no one would want to spend that just so you're more comfortable walking around. Well, not only that, but I ate floor so many times on that thing. They are not easy to ride. You, you think they are. But no, I mean, you can stop on a dime, just kind of like, whoa, you pull back on it. But those things are, are tough. And, you know, uh, they kept on saying, you know, we're not responsible for injuries. And I'd like take a spill. And, of course, the handlebars, I'd fly over to the handlebars and get me right in the solar plexus or lower. So, of course, you know, it wasn't quite as bad as being gored by a bull. But I'd say it was a close second. <laughs> so... Although a distant second, as opposed to getting bullhorns in your crotch, I guess. Yeah, that's not that bad. <laughs> not that bad. Uh, it's all but, relative, isn't it? But over the weekend, uh, other things, the allegation stuff is now kind of dying down in a sense of now they're following up for mm -hmm. certain people. Right. So we have that. And then. Uh, but did you hear about Morrissey? You know, the British singer Morrissey? No. He, uh,. You know, he's always been controversial. He, he's, you know, apparently he sings nice stuff, but he, you know. Apparently. Yeah, he dabbles in fascism and stuff like that and is known for canceling tours on a dime. But uh, he went on the air and totally victim blamed. He said all the victims against uh, Weinstein and Spacey in particular. I mean, he's just trying to. Knew what they were getting into. I think he's just trying to turn it up. Yeah. Or, you know, is he, is he um, could, could it be a, a preemptive strike? Is Morrissey next on the hit list? Well, I mean, I, I think what we're seeing with it, too, is the outcome. There's not the folks who have been really impacted the most by it in a negative way. They are clearly like a like serial abusers. Mm -hmm. So they know it and there's nothing they can hide about it. But a couple of them who are just accusing just like one person, like some actor from some soap opera. Oh, he did something. But then you don't really hear about it anymore. And I think that's what's going to happen is you're going to have like the 10 percent of all the like 10 to 15 percent of all these allegations are moving towards the real serious folks who know they have like I mean, I don't think Harvey Weinstein's ever come back to the United States because more <laughs> and more stuff is coming about 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 him. But you have folks like uh, like the, the man from Tran, uh, Transparent from Amazon. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, he, he's been accused, but he's denying it. So he's fighting that. But he just stepped, he just left the show. Yeah, but I mean, I think that was more of because the, the person who is accusing him worked on the show. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the thing, especially in Hollywood, you have a star like Jeffrey Tambor who you know has been around for a long time, Arrested Whoa. Development, 
and you have to say a production assistant or makeup. Well, artist. Then what do you? What, what would you do if you're in that position where somebody at your workplace accuses you, and of course you feel like you're you're being wronged, but you also kind of know if you keep going back to that place, it's going to look more and more, and you put yourself in a bad situation because she could keep claiming it be louder and louder but and louder about it. It depends on the position of the accuser. Cause let's say she's a makeup artist or a production. Well, I don't, I don't even matter who she is. But I, I mean, that it's large enough that I'm not saying because of her level, you can just fire her, but he is the face of the show. So he's like integral to the show unless they kill. Yeah, but if they character. fire, she can go to the press and say they fired me because. But you put her on another show. That's what I'm saying. If she's a makeup artist, it doesn't matter what show she's on. Well, if she's a makeup artist. I, I don't know. See, this is one of those things that no one knows the truth. Mm -hmm. And she's going to bark louder and louder and louder the more opportunities that this person gets. You're absolutely right. And I, I feel, and it's not saying that she's wrong or anything, but it's more of that's just the way that game's played because he's denying it. But then that's, that's just because he denies it. I'm mm -hmm. saying if he if he didn't deny it and he left the show, that's because, you know, he was guilty and he said, oh, I'm sorry, kind of, you know, I'm gay kind of thing. But uh, There's going to be very few happy endings from this whole yeah. kerfluffle. Uh, you know, um, some victims may get some sense of closure or What do you still think Hollywood's going to be, have like an open wound in a sense from this? I think of the, think of the, well, yeah, but think of the scandals that Hollywood has survived. Yeah. I mean, Fatty Arc, Buckles, Big Party, the Black Dahlia, the 80s coke scene, child actors. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, that, that feel, sounds funky, but you know, like the Catholic Church, they've they've done some funky stuff, every, you know, in particular, like with the priest thing, they, they, they survive it. There, you know, if you're powerful enough, the money goes in the right places. You're like, oh, that was the last pope. That wasn't me. That was the last so and so. I mean, Mel Gibson's making a comeback, and I remember a few years ago he was just, you're never gonna work in this town again, because yeah. he had a drunken rant. Yeah, I mean, I also think that during surrounding that, nothing was as comparable to it. I think today that's the problem. Everything's kind of comparable, like one way comparable, and it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up and up. But it's all in the same playing field. If that makes sense. So yeah, it's kind of no. like we don't just we don't just do a quick sweep and get everybody out. It's now becoming like it's impacting some of the important people, like the Terry Crews guy. You know, he he accused a pretty big talent agency, head of the talent agency. But I don't see anything coming from it. I don't know if that means the people who do work with him are going to fire him because they heard this, or what's the impact? Well, he would be firing them. They work for him. Uh, you know, if that's who the, uh, if he's still actually with them. So it could be the agent, it could be the agency. And believe me, there'll be five more. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's table. like his his work will be impacted by it. And if he's guilty or not. And I mean, it's kind of funny that Terry Crews, I don't know if you've had the chance to like listen to it, the story. It's real bizarre. So, and he even says that. It's like, this is one of those things that you wake up one day, you didn't think it was going to happen. And the next day it happened. And then it's like, but, uh, yeah, it's um. But it's he, apparently, he thanks his wife. He for, th he, he thanks thanked, thanked his wife for keeping him cool because he was really upset. Well, yeah, you don't want to tick off Terry Crews if you haven't. It'll just look him up. C R E W S. Um, the the dude is like six. And foot he's played 14. football, so I mean, he might have that CTE. So I mean, you don't mess with people <laughs> yeah. with that CTE, man. Right. Uh, he's a funny actor. I love. Him. There's a sitcom called Brooklyn Nine Nine that he's on. And uh, is it okay? It's pretty good. It's uh not not Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg show okay and it's pretty funny is it, is it like a parody of nypd blue sort of kind of it it's it's like a non-live studio audience version of barney miller if you can think back to the 70s if you can go back that far in your head okay uh it's a comedy but there's some serious stuff in it and every show actually has a crime in it for them to solve 
You okay. Know? So, but it's very funny. It's uh, Andy Samberg just doing what he does. Uh, my wife can't stand the show because she can't stand him. But I, I just, I don't know him beyond. He's too goofy. Well, that's he my is, issue. So he, he, apparently, his. I've never seen Saturday Night Live beyond like the occasional sketch or show, but apparently he was on it and he was very funny, but goofy here. He's goofy, but it, he's a, the character he plays is a decent cop, a good detective. So he kind of, it kind of balances it out to where, okay, he's goofy, but he gets a crime solved. Okay. Well, I'm not checking it out. I've been still watching the Orville like you suggested. And? And uh, it's very enjoyable. We'll talk about it when we come back. But happy birthday, Rick, man. If you're listening to Rick for Electric Cowboy. He will be on at 3 p.m. today, so stick around for that. But right now, bring cake and Spanx. We got to take a break. We will be back after this short commercial break. And actually, no, let's take a music break. Let's do a music break. We'll listen to music. We'll be back around uh, 9.30-ish right there. Sounds good. So if you have a song request for our Top of the Hour music break, send it over to us, 936-647-3776. You have been listening to Mornings with Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, folks. Stick around. We have a lot more to talk about. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. Back. We're back. back, we, back we are back. fortified by Conroe Coffee, and we're in a nice clean office, thankfully provided by Clean, clean Sweep f- Office Cleaning. Ah, you got it. See? I was going to impress you that I remembered it. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We have plenty of time. It is nine forty-one. Yeah, so we got like Monday. Yeah, Monday. Thanksgiving week. I know. I, I it just clicked me that this week is Thanksgiving. Holy cow! Yeah, I totally had that run around with Holly because. We, we set plans of what we're doing, and then she started talking about, like, this is what she had to do this week. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's not, like, what we talked about a week ago, right? <laughs> She's like, oh, it's right, Thanksgiving. So <laughs> there's that. But, uh, yeah, so, we have a, are you traveling anywhere? Well, yeah, what I'll do is uh, Wednesday after the show, possibly Wednesday evening, I'll uh, drive up to Dallas, spend, uh, uh, get there late at night, uh, hang at my sister's house with my sister. Wait, how long does it take you to get to Dallas? Uh, three and a bit so, hours. Three and a half hours. Why, why late at night? Because I want to still like wake up in the morning and I want to spend some extra time with my sister, you know. Oh, I thought you meant you're gonna get there late at night. 
Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get there late at night, but my sister will be up, and then we'll we'll have like the brother and sister stay up late, you know. Okay. And uh, then wake up on Thursday, uh, do the the dinner best we can, and then. So, so you're basically telling me you can't cook? Is that what you're trying? Oh, to actually, do? no. I I cook like awesomely well, especially Thanksgiving dinners, but I have no kitchen, and so I got to go up there. And by the time I get up there, everything would have to be like in the oven, anyways. I'm still trying to figure out this timeline. So Wednesday, uh, the night before Thanksgiving Eve. Okay, I'll, I'll be driving up to Dallas. Okay, I'll get there sometime Wednesday evening. You know, okay. eight nine o'clock at night, maybe. Hang with my sister, you know, watch some TV with and her, and then cook. Nothing. Well, no, my mom will have gone up a day before, and she'll be okay. already so cooked. You're already taken care of. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll be taken care of. And then um, Thursday night, or or, uh, or uh, crack of dawn Friday morning, I'll be driving back down because Friday. Jake and I are going to be taking over the show. Actually, I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen anymore? Yeah. You got to talk to Jake. What happened? Does he punk out on me? I don't know. I'm not going to be the middleman conversation like no. down on the air while doing that. Man, I'm glad I know now because I'd hate to like show up Friday morning like, where the hell are you guys? I would be mad. Well, you already know where I'm going to be. Not yeah, there. I, I so don't, don't, don't say you guys. I would track you down and shoot you like this. Yeah, we're, uh, the station itself, we will be closed and doing replays for Thursday. And then I believe Ju uh, Reverend Julius, our Thursday night guy, will be here for mm -hmm. Lone Star Country Nights. And then uh, I think he has a special plan for 7 to 9 slot on Thursday. Pilgrim music. And then. Uh, what is pilgrim music? Do they, they weren't allowed to sing songs then. Well, Those were the, like, the unhappy Christians that were. They that were the unhappies, right? but, uh, you know, maybe early Anglicans, like onward Christian we had soldiers. A, we had a full review over there at that escape room, code word Lone Star, and. Uh, yeah, for good discounts. But no, but yeah, we remember that? We had a little history lesson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we did. Yeah, so you get educated, go to that escape place, thatescapeplace.com, punch in the word Lone Star as a code word and get a great discount and have a lot of fun. I wonder if they're open on Thanksgiving. That would be great. And at the end, good, instead of a, a bomb, there's a, there's a turkey. <laughs> you, have, you have five minutes to carve the turkey <laughs> or it so, explodes. You know what's funny is uh, when, they, when they asked our opinion, like, what could they do to be better? I was wanted to say to them, I wish you had more, there was more risks. Or, you know, there was, there was a wager on it. So, like, if you did have a bomb in there or not have a bomb, have a bomb in there. <laughs> <laughs> like a bomb bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like, Skippy could die in this game. No, no. Okay, I'm just... <laughs> It'd be more of like, which blow up a turkey, and you're going to get turkey all over you. Okay, if, I can if live you, with that. Or a water balloon that's slowly filling. Yeah. And, and then it, it pops and splashes. Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, that was a color form and exploding balloons. You got to take it up a notch. Uh, listeners, just if too if bad. Everyone's so PC. Everyone's so PC today. You can have like real kidnapping fun <laughs> with your local businesses. Uh, I'd like our, our listeners to listen to the podcast and just do a, a you know hash mark count of every time Dick in, in, encourages to be himself to be chloroformed and dumped somewhere. I think he's I think he's laying hints, Jake. If you're listening. We may have to do this just to get him to stop saying the word chloroform. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, great, great place. That was a lot of fun. I want to go to the other room uh, that they have, the one about gran well, grandma's cookies. What, what was it called? Grandma, it's about grandma's inheritance. Grandma's inheritance, but grandma's uh, I think the code cookies. phrase is grandma's cookies. And uh, Ridiculous. we got some other fun places like uh, we want to go to and check out, right? we yeah. got like golf courses and... 
And yeah, we got a lot. To, we got a lot to do. Okay. This, is, this is a good week. I know tomorrow uh, the Houston Dynamo play, so that's going to be happening. Now, now so, talk about it happening. They're making it happen, aren't they? They're like working their way up the yeah. ranks pretty nicely. If they if they have two more games, and if they win both those games, they go to the finals. Cool. Do so, you think they too will get a new stadium? Why would they need to stay? They just got one. Well, you know, Atlanta Stadium over the weekend was you know demolished on purpose. Yeah, they imploded it. Um, well, Atlanta got that big stadium from Mercedes. Yeah, well, they didn't get it from Mercedes. It's a $1.6 billion replacement stadium, but the taxpayers, taxpayers are on the hook for $700 million of that. So pretty much half of it is on the taxpayers. Now, Atlanta Stadium was built in 1992. Okay, my I feel, my house was built in 70. I feel like when people make statements like that, no one really knows how that $700 million is really going to be taken out of your pocket because it's something's already being taken out of your pocket. True. If that makes sense. But if there's $1.6 for a stadium when there's already a perfectly good 15-year-old stadium or 25-year-old stadium right there. Um, yeah, but people want the newest and greatest. And Well, I also want— I mean, look at Vegas and look at—like, Vegas is always going to be spending money on on their infrastructure because they have to—it's literally how they make their money. True, but I wouldn't mind taking a peek at the inside of your typical elementary school and seeing how the classrooms are staffed. Over in Las Vegas? No, in, in Atlanta. Oh, I bet it's poor. If there's one, that's what I'm saying. If there's 1.6 billion floating around for a stadium where you already have one. Now, if they were building a new stadium, I'd be a lot more open to this. And I know that sports bring in a lot of money. I mean, I, I get that there are economic kids involved. don't. They don't know. So they don't yeah. get they don't bring any money. <laughs> Dick, I believe the children are our future. Yeah, but do you got the money? Well, I think we should teach them well and let them lead the way. We well, got the money. So not well. Apparently, if I live in Atlanta, what I'll they have need to well, well, come out with what, seven hundred million. What, what they could do is do what they do with the Texas lottery: is we just become like Nevada and let Las Vegas be not just Las Vegas by itself. Like every every state has its own Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and then with that that money, you take you know twenty percent and you invest that into the. Well, that was the purpose then, of the Texas lottery. And then you start selling cannabis stuff, and you take sixty <laughs> percent or a hundred percent of that, put that in the education. Boom. I mean, you're already pay you're already paying teachers hundred thousand dollars. Actually, right. some teachers are getting paid hundred thousand dollars. Well, not in public school. Yeah, you know, you know, a teacher, certain areas. If you teach, you don't get social security. Your pension instead. Your pension, your teacher's pension, is your social yeah. security. So that's why people are upset about HPT. Right. So. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, I think well, that's why I'm saying about the tax deal. I don't. I don't know if anybody out there really has the tangible proof of what misuse of money and where it goes, unless you're an accountant and you're like 80 years old because you've been following the local city government's, you know, payments. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I see a pattern here. This person's misusing funds. And, oh, this $700 million people are paying for isn't really what they're paying. And, you know, someone's getting an undercut or something. But... To me, it's less the tax issue. I mean, yeah, and people going, oh, you know, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Well, now, yeah. do you think people would be more upset if they get a bill? Like out of their taxes every year that shows you like what they're itemized, what it goes well, for. If taxes were ever itemized, if like the, the the line item budget was ever made, well, I'm sure I'm sure it is made public, but I mean it's part of like your tax bill, where you say you know this year you paid thirty eight dollars in tax on the NEA, you know National Endowment for the Arts, where they they pay people to urinate in jars and throw yeah. cru crucifixes in them in the name of art, or the Genius Grant, or you know, researching cow methane and their burps and, and its effects on climate change. Are, are you seeing if there is kind of like a breakdown on that? 
because I think if people saw where their tax pennies are going to, it's like, well, let's kill this. Let's kill this one. I don't want um, well, they were talking about doing something very similar in the education system when you're uh, a senior. They basically, you do a budget for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like they were talking about how can we introduce money management in public school. But no one – like certain schools have taken on it, but that's like individual schools, not – I think it's essential. I mean to me that's as essential as like the health class, um, you know, where the boys and girls are separated for the special day where they, you know, they get experts talking about the, to them individually. You've got to know – how to budget. Um, I remember uh, in seventh grade for me, this is in the seventies, it was a uh, social studies and we had, you know, this is, how, this is a check. This is how to write a check. This is a bank account. You know, it's very basic stuff, but also understand that at that time, only recently had married women been allowed legally to open their own bank accounts. It was just a different time. Yeah. <clears throat> so we learned a lot because it was kind of new nowadays, you know, you have kids, you know, not able to count as well because it's like, well, Siri, what's 42 times 12? Boop, and it tells you instead of counting, you know, I count on my fingers, but at least I count. I count it. I count. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, so it's not the 700 million tax bills so much that, that gets me. It's Well, you know, there's a bunch of bills. Like, for example, there was something about the NFL's upset with a new tax cut because uh, that got passed this last week. Mm -hmm. it, it mentioned something in a way of, they don't get the benefits anymore in the sense of a stadium and those They shouldn't. Up, so. until, up until a year and a half ago, the NFL was a nonprofit entity, which means since World War II, they didn't pay a lick in taxes. They were a 501c3 nonprofit organization, just like United Way. And and so, yeah. Well, I, lucky uh, for us, they kind of got to the point where, like Harvey Weinstein, they just knew it was going to come, so they had to change the way they operate. Yeah, we can talk about this Raider who decided to kneel for the U.S. anthem but stand for the Mexican anthem. I'm still wrapping myself around that one. Now, has it been confirmed he purposely stood? Yes, yes. Marshawn Lynch from the uh, was Raiders. I can't remember who the Raiders are anymore. They move around so much. Yeah, he, he consciously knelt for the U.S. anthem, and then for the Mexican anthem, he stood. And Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on Mornings with Lone Star. Just messing with Skippy over there. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take a quick sponsored break. Say a special thanks to Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. If you have a song request for our top of the hour, bottom of the hour song break, let us know. You know, 936-647-3776 and also MW Lone Star on Facebook. We'll be back after this short break. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. 
have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm, who am I? Dick or Skippy? You find out. You determine it. I'm the sexy sounding one, so I must be Skippy. Dick's the other one. We're uh, talking off the air about some fun stuff that's going on. Al Franken apparently has a second woman now saying that he has gropey fingers. So we'll see how that one turns out. It's it's crazy to me that now that I guarantee you there's a political playbook about how to sabotage... Yeah, just find a woman to say, "Our man, or anybody." Yeah, really. yeah. find mean, find someone who can can somewhat legitimately or at least believably say, you know, this goes back to Anita Hill. I mean, the Anita Hill Clarence Thomas hearings, which is still up in the air. People are just convinced she was telling the truth. Others are like, well, no, she was a setup. Uh, she was a setup. She was a setup. But here, uh, I mean, as Dick was pointing out off the air. All you got to do now is just say, oh, he groped me. He touched me inappropriately. He looked at me. His his forearm brushed my left breast as he was getting on the bus, you know, and all of a sudden it's sexual assault. And more and more people uh, that I'm noticing on Facebook, uh, on both sides of the aisle, too. So this is kind of, but to me, that gives the sense of, okay, this is like a, a civilization, you know, in general thing. People are like, listen, you can't just start dropping names on a whim because that does the second anyone is accused of sexual assault, uh, unless they're, you know, Bill Clinton, they're, they're, you know, banned for life kind of thing. You know, it's there for life, no matter what, there will be a segment of society that believes that about you. And right now it just can just be, you know, president Bush senior told a dirty joke at the age of 90 and some woman saying, Oh, he sexually assaulted me. And no, in my humble opinion, but no, It was an old man telling a dirty joke. And it's inappropriate, offensive. But you know what? Being offended is not a, the ability to not be offended is not a constitutional right. And nor a judicial right. You can't, nowadays you can sue someone if you're offended. And you can also be like third party offended. Someone says something to someone else in the the grocery store and you overhear it. You're offended by what you heard. That you had no part of this conversation whatsoever. Well, that's why I was interested in that thing that happened in Houston. I guess it was south of Houston, wasn't it? With that lady who put that expl- explicit <laughs> word on her car. Yes. And then the sheriff in the area said something. What did it say along the lines of, like, we got many reports about this person yeah, driving this if car? If anyone happens to know where she is, we'd like to talk to her about uh, um, um, public uh, indecency and public or indecency. whatever. Uh-huh. Like, whatever the official word was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then now she came out and just... Well, she got arrested because she had a, a warrant, a fraud warrant on her that was open. And her excuse is, I didn't know it was there. I mean, it's not, yeah, it like, it's not me. I mean, that happens. Yes. <laughs> my, my current warrant is 22 years old right now. But I mean, it's, I was hard pressed to remember mine because the incident happened 22 years ago. Her warrant has been open for three months. So, so there's a the fraud count on her. In other words, she knew that there were claims. Now she's added to that bumper sticker with, and him too. This is kind yeah. of well, you, I mean, your mother, well, the horse your mother rode my, into town. Well, my favorite thing was, is if you watch her on, like, search her up or look up, the, I don't know, uh, with a, there's a video of an interview of her, basically. And she suddenly says, oh, yeah, my 10 kids 
or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, this woman has 10 kids and she's driving around in this car. With, I mean, that's just, that's a lifestyle choice. And I, well, yeah, gotta did, respect it. <laughs> this is what cracks me up about the, the hypocrisy of it. Mm, good uh -oh. coffee. No, I had a little lid on it. We're good. Sure. <laughs> Thank God I had a lid on my coffee cup. I'm getting into this conversation. But um, this is what cracks me up about the hypocrisy of the media. So a lot of people go, oh, she should be able to say, th say this uh, this word, you know, freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. But there's not a single news outlet that's allowed to say the word or show the bumper sticker in its entirety. The the last three letters of this four-letter word are, are, are blurred out, and they're saying dirty words, the F word, the F bomb. Word. They can't say it. And so they're because people, obviously, there are words that are not meant for polite society. And there are city ordinances about their usage. In the Supreme Court, I believe it was Miller v. California. I got to look this one up um, about the, you know, what makes something indecent. And it's if it grandiose, uh, if it does a grandiose suggestion of sex or vulgarity, it's bad. If there's any kind of redeeming artistic value to it. Uh, then it's somewhat protected, and that's when it gets on the city ordinances. Much like you cannot scream fire in a crowded theater. You can't go into a daycare or an elementary school and start screaming what's on this woman's bumper sticker. You can't do it. And if you do, then you're a poopy head, and you're no, no better than the jackwads who walk into a Starbucks with an AK-47 strapped to their back because they're constitutionally protected. You know, it goes on both sides. There are poopy heads on both sides of this one. And this woman knows that this is for, her bumper stickers for public consumption. The world can see it. Yeah. And they're like, Nanny, what's that word? And I believe 100% she's in the wrong on this. She, she's going for her 15 seconds of fame. And uh, I can't wait to see how the fraud, because she bonded out on the fraud thing. So if she came out three hours later, she's like, yeah, I'm vindicated. No, you posted bond is what you did. <laughs> you posted bail. So, that, you know, the, the charge is still there. I would love to see how this one turns out because if she turns out to be not the poster child, watch everyone just scatter and leave her all by herself. Well, it's also interesting to me that social media was the one that started this in the sense of the sheriff going on Facebook as the sheriff saying, hey, just to let everybody know, we're behind a lot of calls about this person. If anyone knows any information about who this is, please let us know. And uh, it's funny that that's the tactic now. That's it's almost like a, it's part of their playbook. It is. And more battle lines are being drawn. In fact, I just this moment on my phone got a news update that a state lawmaker, I don't know which one, is joining the, the woman to protest the Fort Bend County Sheriff. Now, OK, did he overreach by putting that on, on social? He didn't say, hey, find her so we can arrest her, you know, or I'm, I'm appealing to public help. So they both have made mistakes. I mean, guaranteed. And it's like Trump's tweets. Just sometimes you got to just not do it. Think about it. There needs to be, you know, if there's a five-day waiting period on certain weapons, and there needs to be a five-minute waiting period on tweets. And that's what I love about Gmail. You can actually undo it's, your send. Yeah, you set that you up, have like 30 you? seconds to undo what you just sent. Well, I love that. Well, we're going to have you go into our music break, folks. If uh, We have one more music break at the bottom of the hour, so let us know what you want to hear. Here on Lone Star Community Radio with Mornings with Lone Star. Just call in 936-647-3776 or uh, Facebook message us on Mornings with Lone Star. If you're the sheriff, feel free to let us know what you want to hear of Fort Bend County. And if you're the woman with the cool, it's not a bumper sticker, what would you call it? Decal? Yeah, window sticker. With a know. cool windows decal. We can't play the, your favorite word. 
But uh, we can but, play. But, what, but First Amendment. But uh, but yeah, we'll do so. We we we'll see what we can do. It's ten oh two, folks. We are here, brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Clean in the Montgomery County area. You're listening, to Mornings Lone Star. We'll be back after this extended break. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. We got a Beatles-filled morning here on Mornings with Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We are back. It's 10:10. Already? Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, no. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and also Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you for supporting the show. And we got one more hour left, so join in on the conversation 936-647-3776 with the call-in message line. And also, you can uh, feel free to message on Facebook, NW Lone Star. Yeah. Tech, yeah. It is Thanksgiving week, folks, so please plan accordingly and be safe. The weather has been dropping, and I bet everyone's filling their tires these past couple of days <laughs> and taking care of that. Yeah. So. Looking forward to What are the to odds it. of it snowing, you think? Pretty grim. This Pretty is grim. It's a little late. A little late in the season to be 50 degrees. Right. Well, unlike England, which is uh, fed by a Labrador current, the Gulf of Mexico is a tropical current. So the odds of it getting down there are not too good. But hey, one could hope. That would be cool. I am dreaming of a white Christmas. Yeah. Not really. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, we don't live in the area where we get a white Christmas every year. So, anyhow, so state officials are now getting on board this whole uh, bumper. We're going to call it a bumper sticker. I mean, I guess in essence, that's what I, it is. I, no, it's a decal. It's a decal, okay, because it's on a rear window. Because it's yeah, most bumper stickers you got to get like right up on their tail to see it. You, you know, most bumper stickers. My favorite one is if you can read this, you're too close. Because you know that's great. That's how it, how it is. This one's like filled up her back window with this, so you can't help but not see it. And it's you know again, this is the bumper sticker version of just yelling it out in a church or a school. Or shopping mall or something with kids that you know anyone can see. There's no filter, and and I would be saying the exact same thing if this was six years ago and you had the same thing with a different president's name on it. This is not a left versus right thing. This is not a freedom of speech thing. This is a you know even if you can do this, what kind of person? I, I don't know what she does for a living, but 
as an employer, I'd have to question, you know, and we are an employment at will state. So it's not like, Oh, I was wrongfully terminated, but you have to, you know, look at the care. What happened to character, Dick? I think that's what I'm roundabout getting to the character of people. Well, I think part of the local news too, is they always look, if you notice when they do always do interviews, always look for the person that is probably the most hilarious to, to laugh at on the air. Uh -huh. It's usually somebody who isn't fully educated on public speaking or, has an opinion that's relevant to the situation. This is a bystander who wanted to yell. And occasionally we get the gems, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's also, I mean, that's what the beauty of YouTube is. You get to watch those gems over and over and over. Like this woman, I'm telling you, when she's when when you're watching it, you learn so much about this woman in the, like the two-minute interview. And especially when she's like, oh, 10 kids. And I was like, man, 10 kids? Man, driving around this truck. Now, here, hey, she could be a uh, internet billionaire. You know, that that's the thing. It, it's be oh, ten kids. Oh my God, she's a you know what welfare a, mom. No, 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 I wasn't saying that. It's more of like, can you imagine having ten children, and that's your main transportation is this car that has this big bad word on it. Yeah, and to me, that's just, I'm like, man, that's really out there. Great role model, and the people who are howling at you know the inappropriateness of what the current president says or, or supporting this, I, I don't get it. You know. Again, much like the, the yahoos that uh, on the other side of the aisle who will strap guns, you know, do things designed just to make an impact that's not necessarily positive. It's like the stand-up comedian, like, gets in your face, I'm keeping it real, I'm keeping it real. No one puts you in charge of the real police. You know, it's not your job to keep it real for me, you know. So, uh, I don't know. I, I miss... This woman can do this, I'm sure, legally. I, I got to check on the city ordinances because that's what this is all about and uh, see if it fits into the Supreme well, Court's well, definition. Well, what's interesting to me is think about the perspective of the sheriff where he could be getting a lot of phone calls about it. And when it comes down to reacting to those phone calls, like, what do you tell people? Uh, I mean, if you're an officer who knows, because a lot of times there's always videos and there's always situations where officers aren't really fully aware of the law mm -hmm. there's always you know what I'm talking about yeah, like they yeah. get pulled over and it's like oh you have no right to pull me over blah 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 and they just arrest you for resisting arrest or something like <laughs> that uh, those are always my favorite uh but uh with this i mean do, do you think he knew i think he over personally and this is skippy's personal opinion um he could have made smarter moves than to tweet hey we're looking for this per person let's say be because he made it kind of personal at that point um, if it had been any other crime, if it had been, you know, a flasher. Well, I mean, the one thing I can think of doing it is like if I was in an official capacity, I just would tell the woman, hey, just to let you know we're receiving phone calls about this activity you're doing. Mm -hmm. I would advise you to take it off due to the public outlash that might happen due to you doing this. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's really all you can do as the police. Like you can just say, hey, you know, when you need us, it's going to be too late. I believe exactly. I believe he overstepped his bounds, but he, you know, he did is like, it wasn't illegal, but here's the thing. This is, well, of, I mean, how did he overstep his bounds? Because if she didn't have a warrant, what do you think would have happened? When he put out the email about her, to my knowledge, they didn't know about the warrant yet because they didn't know who it was. Well, cause I mean, he could be doing the same thing. Like I just said, he's looking to contact this woman because the, the, you know, this office needs to respond to all these phone calls. True. And that's what I would have, in my mind, that's what I would have done. He, I would have reached out and said, just so you know, we're receiving these phone calls. But didn't calls. he come out basically saying, you know, we need to talk to her about uh, uh, the public indecency? 
Oh, so that's what I'm, that, that's. I got to check on the original thing, but this is the part about this this whole scenario that I like. You know, we have a distinct lack of right now, beer summits, and the president weighing in on calling the police stupid about it. I'm, I'm, and of course, I'm referring to the whole Boston debacle a few years ago, where there was a a non-existent situation, but before all the facts were out, the president at that time was like, you, you know, called the police department stupid for doing their job. And then wanting to have beer summits over and get people together. And, and, you know, I've been very vocal. I don't care who the president is. You don't roll up your sleeves and have a beer summit. And you don't weigh in. And, you know, one thing the current president just drives me absolutely bat crazy over is these tweets. He can't not tweet. There is a, there's got to be tweet of, not phobia, what's the other word, tweet of mania or something. They're just the, the inability to stop tweeting. And uh, please stop. Just for a day. Try it on for size. Well, here's the thing. The 13 days he, uh, that President Trump was in Asia, distinct lack of tweets. Did you notice that? Very, very few tweets. No, he came out like it was almost like, oh, I got a summary of the meeting in 280 right, characters. what they should be. And uh, then he's back and he's kind of like making up for it with uh, now he's calling on Marshawn Lynch to be suspended. And here's the thing. He has the right to do it. He's a citizen just like anyone else. He can go on Twitter and say... I think this person should be suspended, but A, you do have the full weight and force of the United States behind you because you are the president. And B, just because you can do something, eh, maybe you shouldn't from time to time. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just who he is. I mean, we're getting a fresh look at something completely different when this it comes is to the true. holding the power of the president of the United States. This is true. Um, but uh, at, least, at least he's bringing people together, <laughs> right? Yes, he is. Um, and uh, tell you what, who's feeling left out in the cold, though? Who? Kathy Griffin. Oh, yeah. She's in trouble, though. She's usually just digging herself deeper and deeper and deeper. And my, my theory on it is the reason she's acting out so much is maybe she just realized she's not talented. Well, you know, she had a show called Life on the D-List where it was kind of self-depreciating that, you know, you have A-List and B-List. Well, she's D-List, and actually that's pretty accurate. I don't think she's even on the D-List anymore. She's on the, you know, w list is way down there well comedians have a it seemed like they're chameleons in the sense of they they have an arsenal of writing technique they could be a writer for a show they could be a mm -hmm. writer for a movie they could be a writer for you know an author or whatever and then they also have their live appearances they could be entertainers they pay ten dollars to go see kathy griffith and then they have the ability to be on a wide variety of talk shows they can become senators and, and they grow, can become senators and, and be women. accused yeah now, that's not fair. They're accused. No, there's photographic evidence. He had hands-on boots. Uh, see, that to me, no. It's not enough. Okay. To me, to me, it's not enough. Okay. Because it wasn't, you couldn't tell if he was full, like there was contact. You couldn't tell. The this, only thing, you know what, this is true. The only thing that was really suspicious was it, she was asleep, and that was a little creepy. But then again, like, if this happened, this happened like 10 years ago, why now? And she approved 10 years ago. It wasn't like she goes. Oh, no, uh, she apparently she didn't approve on that. She she had a problem with it. But I mean, did, was, there report, was there reports of her coming out? But like, look at this guy, especially when he was running for senator. True. And who knows? Maybe she did. And, you know, DNC squash it. Who knows? These are the things now that the, come the, out in investigation. Well, the real thing is the second woman against him. That's where it's going to be interesting to see where, where that person is connected to and how that whole thing works out. Because that was one of the strange things about the Moore deal in Alabama is everyone, it's such a, he's been elected before. 
that's what really kind of confuses me about the the coverage of this because he's been elected in a position mm-hmm. like twice. So he clearly has been a public figure and he's won approval in the vote and voting. But now he's going up to the next level and then now it's like a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of the accusers are from the same area where he was elected. And I mean, that's just, that's just kind of weird to me. I don't really get it in a sense of, you know, where's the investigation? Is there even an investigation? We don't even know if there's an investigation. It's just a bunch of people who go on on NBC at 9 a.m. and make an accusation and they hold up a yearbook. And that's it. Like, that's the end of the story. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. There, there are some, it looks like there's going to be more and more follow-up. And then finally, I think the American people are latching on to something. The American media is latching on to something. Uh, because this was so started off so on the left side of the aisle with Hollywood that I think some media outlets were desperately trying to find the, the right side of the aisle equivalent, which means now everyone's getting, you know what, there are idiots on both sides. This is not a Republican. This is not a Democrat, conservative, liberal. This is just there are jackwads who do these things. And they, you know, it's like the common enemy. It doesn't matter who, you know, who you voted for. It's you don't grab a woman's breast. You don't grab their hiney. You, you just don't do it. And so this may actually go somewhere, unlike the other one side of the other politically charged, like the Vegas shooter, you know, or how, how the NFL is, is finally, apparently didn't some, some spectators kneel over the weekend? I don't doubt it. There's something that some organized, some spectators knelt, and and it's it's like you may as well be doing the ice bucket challenge now. It is so far in the past that you know people can't remember what the ice bucket challenge was for, you know, for the most part. And I think that's going away. I have a feeling this, uh, with the sheer number of women who are coming out and saying the Me Too thing, I don't think the, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. No, I, if anything, it's going to get even uh, more serious in a sense of the police involvement. I think people are now are going to be having the courage to do something immediately. I think that's just going to happen. And a lot of these go- a lot of these girls and guys who are who are predators are going to be repeat. It's going to happen again. And- I agree. I don't think we're going to see too many more new names because by now, you know, women would have gone predominantly women would have gone to legal counsel to say, "Hey, I've got." evidence, I got proof, I've got an allegation. And I think this will be pretty much the last full week, maybe next week, of new names coming out. At that point, it's like, okay, if you come out with a new name after this point, you might be well, making it up. I would be wondering if, uh, like Terry Crews' situation, it didn't happen too long ago, so he could still file a police report. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like there were, from his story, there were plenty of witnesses. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to say, I, w- I would love to have a pol- uh, police person's and. Uh, respect or what am I thinking uh, perspective perspective of it mm-hmm. because really I mean if how does it work because I know it's he said she said but then if you have eyewitnesses that kind of brings it closer to one side ruling for one side right and then you because get, the presumption is that if you you testify under oath you're telling the truth so it can be well he's just got someone you know to back up his lie no the legal presumption is that you're telling the truth so yeah it does get down to numbers if you have you know, one woman against Al, Al Franken. Now, fortunately, the photo was there that helped, but it's, that's more of a he said, she said. But now if you have a second woman, okay, that's two witnesses. And if they can be independently verified, their testimony or their accusation, then that, you know, exponentially messes him up more. Yeah. And it's gonna, that's one thing I'm going to be interested in, seeing how that one, that certain case starts up. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting. 
And uh, I'm going to research this uh, state lawmaker who's decided to weigh in on the, the, the side of the woman for the, the, the decal, the bumper sticker, because I think he's being way premature on this one. We don't know about this woman. We don't know about her history. You know, she's already up on fraud charges. We got to check these out. But again, I defy the state lawmaker to go into the state capitol and on the record, use that word. Say those exact same two words on the record and see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio here at IRLoneStar.com. Mornings with Lone Star. We got to take a quick music break. And then we got to tell about 11 o'clock and then the weekly business hour with Rick Schisler. And then, of course, Connor Culture News. And then everybody's favorite, Nerd Thug Radio. So that's all talk talk radio here on Lone Star Community Radio. Stick around. We still got three minutes left here on Mornings with Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. It is Mornings with Lone Star. Already 10.33. We're entering the final half hour, the bottom of the ninth, fourth quarter. Our last half hour on a Monday morning with you. With gorgeous weather outside. Oh, my golly, it's gorgeous. Something like 50-something degrees, I think, right? I'm going to need to give me some more Conroe Coffee. That's right. Mornings with Lone Star, sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you keeping us caffeinated and smelling pretty. That's all I got for that. So, yeah, we're talking about Kathy Griffin beforehand. Uh, for those of you who, like, don't know, now she's kind of whining, for lack of a better word. She's complaining, carping, grousing that uh, no one's hiring her anymore. But the, here's the twist. She's blaming the Hollywood left, the the, the, the liberals in Hollywood, that they're the ones that they're blacklisting her. And it doesn't make sense because you'd think... She'd think she'd have them on her side. Is it? Could well, it be the no, people I, just in general getting tired of this? Yeah, I think people just don't want to deal with it, especially her. She's not, in my humble opinion. Now, of course, she sold millions of tickets and records and stuff like that. So I don't find her particular brand of humor funny. Uh, I know she had this TV show called Life on the D-List, and she was kind of self-depreciating about she knew she was a D-List. You know, you got your A-List actors like the Tom Cruises of the world and the Scarlett Johansson. You got your B-List like... You know, 
I would think like Mel Gibson is kind of B list now, or and then you got your C's and she's way down on the D list. I think it's a desperate attempt to remain relevant. The Kathy Griffin's the one that uh, took the photo of her holding up a severed Trump head, and then kind of when she was called out on it, kind of blamed everybody but herself, saying, "Hey, it's comics. It's what we do." However, I have to I have to point out there. I'd, Nowhere in the past has it been okay, deemed socially acceptable to hold up the severed head of any president. And I think that's what people are, you know, you can have this hatred for the current president. I don't care, honestly. I, the guy does some really bad stuff. But to hold up the severed head of any president, first off, they get you a Secret Service file just like that. That's a threat on the president. And then her response to it, Dick, I think you said it earlier off the air, that is her response that I think was even worse than the original offense. She's like, yeah, it's what we do. You deal with it. And again, if you protest, you have every, she has every right to hold up the severed head of a president or, you know, mock, mock wise. But you got to be prepared to pay the consequences. And if that's that no one wants to book you on a talk show anymore, then at least you got noticed. If you're an NFL player and all of a sudden you're not playing on the eighth team anymore or you're, you know, you're entering your second year of not being hired, Colin Kaepernick, then, you know, that's what you're paying for. You're, you're allowed to protest, but you got to be allowed to take what happens as a result for good or ill. Well, I also think the public, working in the public eye, being anywhere near a media source or an entertainment source, now starting probably this year leading on, you really, I mean, there's probably going to be people you pay to keep you in line if there's not already something like that, like a, it's part of their playbook. Right. And it's part of the public relations world, the spin world, you know, um, and I mean, it, I well, they already have that. I know they had some form of it. Now it's just going to be standard. It's, it's kind of like, if you're going to be, if you're going to have management, the management's going to ha have you sign something or they're going to have like a, you know, therapist session and be like, all right, confess, what have you done? And how can it be perceived? Cause a lot of these things that are happening this year, it's how we perceive it because our society has changed views on either its moral standing or it's also its beliefs on what makes a successful person, what what tears down a successful person. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for political stuff, they're gonna be this is gonna be like one of the easiest plays because you don't have to do anything. The only fear is if you're stupid enough to get caught lying. So now it's just like you just have to get somebody on front of a camera which now it's basically almost pay to play mm -hmm. anywhere. I bet you anything they'll call somebody and be like, hey, you want a juicy story? Or how much does it cost to get somebody? How, how can I get five minutes on air live? And then they they, they work it out because, I mean, the news organizations are, are looking for cash now, or they have been. So it's just kind of uh, the due diligence of being a journalist isn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, As far as like celebrities and athletes and stuff like that, I think what we're going to find, one of the blowbacks on this is that the contracts are going to be Ironically, more uh, uh, firmly entrenched in the like morals clauses. If you do a private well, protest, not even that will... is say you're Sean and this happened to you. Someone accused you, never proven, just mm -hmm. accused. And then as a while, you start learning, kind of like Kaepernick, where it's like, why aren't they hiring me? And then they realize, oh, it's because they all agreed that I'm a bad person because I was accused of this. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to get sued. People are going to start suing production companies and things like that because. Oh, yeah. The, the, those who are falsely. Here's the thing. If you're falsely accused, I would like to think you would fight to the death to clear your name. 
to just to not say, oh, this isn't worth it. If I were falsely accused of sexual assault, I would sell everything, I believe, to pay for my defense fund to clear my name. And those who don't do that, I'm not saying A goes to B, but I would wonder why well, I, not. I, would so all, those who I, settle out well, of court. Well, this is different because you're not an important person in, in the sense of the public's eye. And you're not making money on the public eye. A lot of these actors, that's what they live off is this image. And right. So those who settle out of court, that to me, I'm not saying it's like taking the fifth. Taking the fifth does not mean you're guilty. It just means you don't want to say something you, you don't feel like saying. To settle out of court does not imply guilt necessarily, but it's, it's like, why are you settling out of court with this charge against you or this allegation against you unresolved? I would take it to the to the finish line, especially if there's no evidence against me. Well, it's also because, I mean, the only fear I would see is being an actor, being an actress, being a politician, it's all about momentum to keep you relevant. And if you lose that momentum, either it be an allegation or it be legal trouble or it'd be anything like that, it might be easier just to say, hey, what can we do to stop talking about this and never talk about it again? Because I'm going to lose momentum. I'm like, I'm in a big I'm in a big show right now, and let's get this over with so I can be on the next big show. Well, I think personal body cams are going to be the next big, you know, you want to get into, you know, money-making or invest in personal body cam stock. People yeah. just... You know, dash cams, I, we were talking off the air. I've seen these videos of people with dash cams and the cars in front of them don't know that they're being recorded and the cars in front of them set up fake rear endings. What happened? You can look at that up on the internet. Just type in Russia dash cams. Yeah, right. <laughs> you see some crazy stuff. <clears throat> and so it's like, wow, without the dash cam, you would have been totally hosed. You would have been screwed because they would have said, oh, they well, come out holding I'm honestly neck. surprised insurance agencies aren't requiring or giving that part of their deal. Like if they're your insurance provider, you get a, a free dash cam. Oh, a free dash cam, a free breathalyzer. Or, you know, your in, engine won't start is, you know, blowing in the tube. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm all about that. But I also think, um, I, I, I sounded a little confused earlier. I think in upcoming contracts for celebrities, you know, the, the Kaepernick's of the world, the J.J. Watts of the world, the, the Kevin Spaces of the world, everybody, their, their new contracts will have more aggressive text about if you are caught and uh, pretty much obviously, you know, proven of well, I think they, I think being in violation of a morals clause. I think it's going to say we can do whatever we want. We can close this contract if there's a hint. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, th I really do think that's what uh, it's mm -hmm. what if it's not already there, because that's what happened to that guy we we're talking about from Transparent. Mm -hmm. I mean, he left, but I bet they were like, hey, here's the deal. We're going to let you go and then just deal with it because that was in our contract. Yeah, and, but and but it's also up to him. Uh, you know, I like to think Jeffrey Tambor is not guilty because, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, it's what happens next. If he leaves his show and kind of goes into hiding. Now, do you think all this kind of talk, because we've been talking about this for like three weeks. So we're getting tired of it. Do you think it's affecting the business? Do you think people are not going to go see Justice League because of Ben Affleck? I think people are not going to see Fleck Justice League because it sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it did come out uh, last weekend, and it's not doing to—reviews uh, aren't really well. Well, apparently it well. had two directors, and every time you have two directors on anything, it's like Robin Hood, you know, the Kevin Costner Robin Hood, he—there were two directors—Costner or someone else directed yeah. that one, and you, you can tell. It's like you're telling two different stories. 
And uh, so it was Zack Snyder started it off and then Josh yeah. Whedon finished yeah, it. Yeah, the Avengers, the director of the Avengers mm -hmm. did Justice League. Wow. And I bet he just got that job because he's like the only oh, they're thinking, proven director in a Oh, that's why he got Star movie. Wars because it's like, okay, you successfully he, rebooted Star, Star Wars. Trek. But no, he, he got it. Meaning uh, for when Star Wars, I, I was talking about J.J. Abrams. I'm sorry, not Josh Whedon. That's why J.J. Abrams got both Star Trek and Star Wars. Is he rebooted Star Trek, and then they're like, "Great, and you can reboot this one." I think Josh Whedon, with him, it was, yeah. "Hey, you, you you got the Avengers popular? Come get the other. Come get DC's version of the Avengers popular." And I just, I, I no, I well, I th I think really, I don't know. As a business, I can see them doing this because the average person will go see a movie. I think will be more willing to go see a movie. It has a bunch of actors in it, mm -hmm. like an ensemble cast. But the main issue is the core people who love these movies who kind of drive the, oh, this is a good movie, you need to go see it. This is a good movie, you need to go see it. They're not going to like it because there's no established characters in it besides Superman, and those Superman movies are bad. Mm -hmm. So there's like no one cares. And uh, I think that's the main – they're not doing it right enough to where they – if you establish that core audience and you make sure that core audience is happy, it kind of trickles down to everybody else who might even be thinking about spending 12 bucks to go see a movie. And no one's going to go see this movie if they hear it's bad because they already don't understand what's going on anyway. Could it be written by people who just don't get it? For instance, I hit myself on the head with a stupid stick by watching Suicide Squad. Now, in my defense, I waited for it to come out on Showtime for free. So, uh, but the most sympathetic character by far on this was Harley Quinn, you know, the girl. And she's a whack job. She's not. She's well again. Not supposed to be a hero. Well, and again, that's what I'm saying. They made the mistake of releasing that movie in a context that hasn't been established mm -hmm. of what's a villain, what's a good guy, and why do we need Suicide Squad? And that just confuses an audience who doesn't know the the comic book. Mm -hmm. And so I guarantee you, when they go see other movies like the Joker, not the Joker particularly, but one of those Suicide Squad members, they're going to be really confused. Like, oh, I thought he was a good guy. And I mean, I. Absolutely right. Um, but yeah. just from what I'm hearing, the, the advanced reviews on Justice League aren't looking too good right now. No. Well, the writer of Justice League, he did Batman vs. Superman. He did Argo. He also is doing— uh, Argo Star was good. Star Wars Episode Nine. He's writing that right now. <laughs> Maybe uh, not but still. But he's <laughs> only written—before Justice League, he's only written two movies that I know about, and that's Argo and Batman vs. Superman. Those are the only movies I really know he's he's done. So maybe that was kind of the mistake there is they didn't. And then Josh Whedon, Whedon came in and wrote the reshoots and stuff like that. And uh, apparently what happened was when Zack Snyder had to drop out due to personal reasons. Yeah, didn't Josh his came died, and right? something, something happened. And Josh Whedon came, Whedon came in and basically made it a little bit more funny. Apparently. Well and that's okay to do that. And you know, now if he had to like redirect stuff, it's like Superman two. He'd start off with uh, Richard Donner, and then Richard Lester took over. Um, the Kevin Costner Robin Hood, same thing. But uh, I think one of the most tautly written movies ever was uh, 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 Red uh, Crimson Tide, submarine movie. And Quentin Tarantino wrote some extra scenes in there to punch up the dialogue, and it worked. You could tell it was him. Well, I mean, that, that's apparently with Justice League. You can tell where uh, where they're trying to go and then where they went after the reshoots. And then, uh, gotcha. But, again, I didn't like Batman vs. Superman. I didn't. No one Suicide did. Suicide Squad was just horrible. And I didn't care. I didn't care. Mm -hmm. What they need to do is just have have one of those uh, 
was it called a Jacob's Ladder scenario areas and someone wakes up and it's like oh it was all dream yeah. or just tune into Supergirl on the CW it's a good show it's the best DC show besides Gotham out there there you go there you go we got a one quick sponsor break we'll be back morning's Lone Star the show sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning we'll be back right after this Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Morning to the Lone Star. We are got five more minutes, folks. Five more minutes. We're wrapping it up. So, uh, yeah, we're bemoaning the uh, the lack of or uh, lack of non suckage of Justice League. I think it's going to flop, and I, I feel bad about that. Maybe they'll reboot it again. Hey, let's talk Tesla, the car company, not Nikolai Tesla, who got hosed by Thomas Edison. There's a little history lesson there. Yeah, they made an announcement they're going to be doing semi trucks, and then they're releasing a new Sportster. Yeah, apparently uh, the Sportster is like supposed to be really bad, you know, and a good cool. bad. Yeah, cool. You know what I'm interested in is I didn't know this, but certain states require a gas station attendant to fill your car. I think New Jersey's one of them. It's illegal to pump your own. Yeah, and so I'm thinking to myself, what's going to happen with these electric cars where <laughs> it takes 30 minutes minimum to fill your car? Yeah, unless you uh. Yeah, well, no wonder if Radio Shack would start selling those. You, you know, you can get those like phone recharger things, pocket size. I wonder if they'll have like Tesla versions of those little backpacks that you can. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the only thing. The that's the only thing I'm not, I'm still trying to figure out in the long long term because mm-hmm. I know they're always trying to improve the battery life right. and they're always trying to improve you know basically the all the overall efficiency of this car. But when you're looking at spending thirty minutes. Yeah, and trying to do an infrastructure about we're going to have these people wait thirty minutes minimum to charge their car. What are we going to do about it? Like, what can we do about it? The well, one no, thing- it's a full charge, but it's like during the day. I don't. We don't let our phones get down to zero before we start recharging for the next six hours. Well, I think it's yeah. well. I mean, that's what I'm saying because you're. It's going to be a new system, and it's going to work itself out. Imagine yeah. it's going to work itself out. But infrastructure wise, what would you do? I mean, I, I the only thing I can think of is just put them at McDonald's because McDonald's are already busy. You know, or Starbucks. Well, in the Woodlands, the HEB on the corner there has a electric charge station. You know, grocery. That's what I'm saying. But more you would and more. need. I mean, just think about okay. So, say 20 percent of your clientele has 
the recharge like, has an electric car, mm -hmm. how many stations would you need? There will need to be more. And I mean, there needs to be at least 20 mm -hmm. because if it takes 20 minutes, t like, reasonably, what do you think reasonably is to charge your car? Like 15 minutes? Well, yeah. I mean, if, if I go to the corner store, I'm going to charge it up for the three minutes or five or 10 minutes I'm in the store. Uh, but yeah, the, they will have to uh, increase it. And uh, same thing with gasoline engines. You know, in the old days when very few people owned cars, there was the occasional gas station with maybe one or two pumps with a ding, ding, um, you know, analog. Now your okay. middle of nowhere uh, gas station has eight pumps ready to go. So th they'll have to build the new stuff. Well, see, well, one thing that's the issue they're facing right now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up. Basically, there's two different types of charges. There's the supercharger, and there's only a limited amount of the superchargers. And then there's just regular charging. Mm. So they're saying the Model S to get a full charge on normal charging is 9.5 hours. That's just normal at-home charging. You pull in for dinner. You a 300-mile charge, less than 9.5 hours. So that's like the average, not the supercharge. But this is how it starts out. I mean, think about also going back to phones. Now you got the ones where you just put it on this little tray or something, and it charges up in like four minutes. So eventually the technology will be there. Once we start putting more resources into how we – once Americans tend to latch on to a, a technology – It's a lifestyle. A yeah, it's a lifestyle thing. So on the road, the supercharger stations, 30 minutes will give you 170 miles. Okay. So then to me, that's, if you're a daily driver, not that bad. That'll get you home from Galveston to home, or that'll get you. I drive on average up to 60 miles a day, just between business yeah. and getting here and stuff like that. So, and, uh, but even let's say driving up to Dallas to see, you know, see family, it's, uh, I always stop in Centerville always. So every minute it's five miles average, five it to six does miles. Math. So if you think about it that way, and depending on what you're doing with your car now, when these electric cars eventually replace all, like, you know, gas cars, mm -hmm. do you think people will still do the Texas long drive? Or do you think there will be some type of automated car system by that time where it's like a bus and it's really inexpensive to get on that bus to go to San Antonio? Or like, for example, if I want to go to El Paso, it's like one of the hardest drives anyone in, in Houston does, but some people do. Mm -hmm. And is that what it's like a 12 hour ride or something like that? Well, yeah, that's hour? the thing, you know, getting I-10 from like, say, Houston out to El Paso, there's, there's like lots of miles where there's nothing. I mean, it's like 600 some miles, right? Yeah. So you got to, there's got to be something somewhere. So you have to fill up someplace to wait 30 minutes at least. Now, that's not, I mean, well, that's the issue. Because if you're doing those long drives, Texans are used to doing these long you'd drives. You'd be the full nine hours. And you'd wait, you'd probably be waiting at least an hour, an hour and a half of charge time. Mm-hmm. So that would force you to either stay at a hotel and charge or... Or have the replaceable batteries. I, uh, and again, the technology will adapt. Now, I don't think there will be a complete replacement of gas. There will always be gasoline-powered cars, which is why we're never going to run out of oil. Because as different technologies expand, but I think we'll be that, using less of it, but it'll always be there. Yeah, but I also think the efficiency notion of it comes down to when we get automated cars... If they can work out a system like kind of like Amazon's logistics and warehouses, they, it'd be better just to choose electric because they can just put a car out in service for four hours and then have it return to charge and then con like continuously rotate these cars. Oh, it could be like the old Wells Fargo, you know, like the stagecoach where you'd only go so far that you'd have to change horses. 
So you'd have these companies that well, every saying, couple hundred and it's miles they have, yeah, and that way they're still charging them while they're still keeping some on the road. Interesting, because the gas, the 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 issue with the gas is just it's the, the selling point. People would think it's cleaner. You know, they want to mm. choose the electric and that kind of stuff. But we got to go, folks. Aww. We're a little over. I wish we could talk about that more. Let's How talk about, about tomorrow. Th- yeah, let's talk Tesla tomorrow. Morning, tomorrow. We'll be back here on mornings alone. Star Tesla Tuesday. If you just now join us, coming up next is the weekly business hour. This show right here, weekly business, not weekly business, the Mornings Lone Star is brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. And again, if you just now joined us, we do podcast this show on iTunes and Google Play. And don't forget, uh, also YouTube. We do have a special guest on Wednesday. And just to update you for the rest of the week, we will not be here uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. I'm sorry. Wow, I'm really off about this. Thursday, Thursday and Friday. We won't be here. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back uh, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. So uh, stick around for the weekly business hour. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.